Week four. All right. It seemed like just a lot of calamity going on <laughs> well, in college football this past weekend. There were some national media voices that were like, oh, this isn't going to be a great weekend. How can we have this bad weekend? That's baloney. College football is awesome. And they forget that how crazy and wild and fun college football is every week. Yeah, a lot of teams that were supposed to win lost. And a lot of teams that were supposed to win barely struggle, won. Struggle wins. Vanderbilt got beat. Okay, no surprise, but by the worst team in college football, UNLV. UNLV of the Mountain West and not a competitor to win the Mountain West like, say, Boise. We're talking UNLV, they're, the bottom of the conference. They're the whipping boy, <laughs> and they beat Vanderbilt, uh, who is in the SEC. The SEC also almost went on to implode on their self by their top dog, Georgia, getting beat by South Carolina. It didn't quite happen. They sure were on the ropes. Yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but the real problem for them would have been if Alabama lost to South Florida for the SEC. Well, Tennessee got whooped up by Florida. Yeah. That was a version of an implosion. What I mean by implode, the SEC has loved hanging on the coattails of their best team at times. Yeah. And their best teams were shaky enough. They almost didn't have that to hang on to. So it's been a struggle year for them. Yeah, some of the other big banner carriers that are out there, in case one of those falls, like LSU, has already got dogged by Florida State. A&M got whipped by Miami. So back to the South Carolina-Georgia game. I'm going to give the South Carolina coaches a lot of credit because in week one against North Carolina, they were giving up sack after sack. And I noticed watching this latest game, their running backs picked up blitzes way better than before. Also, South Carolina had a game plan ready for Georgia. So they surprisingly came out with a better plan for Georgia than Georgia came out with for them. But ultimately, Georgia still had more playmakers and the will to win. Did they, though? Because here's something a lot of people are not going to talk about that I noticed. I didn't see the first half. I was getting drenched um, trying to get out of Dollywood and Gatlinburg. (laughs) But (laughs) the Myrtle Beach of Tennessee. I got back to the hotel in time for the second half. Well, Georgia comes out and scores and the kick to South Carolina and here's where it gets interesting the fella receiving the kick for South Carolina tries to run it out of the end zone and gets nowhere then they have a penalty that takes them half the distance to the goal and all of a sudden they're in a hopeless situation and when they punt they're so backed up that it doesn't go all that far so South Carolina, A, doesn't get a chance to answer because of this guy's decision not to down it. And then, B, they give Georgia another chance to score real quick, which happened. Boom, another seven points. And that one decision by that guy kind of hurt South Carolina a good bit. Yes, it's a gamble when you decide to catch the ball in the end zone and run out as a returner. But in that situation, it really wasn't one worth taking. Maybe it's easy for me to say now that we see the result of it. But, man, they got screwed up over just that. It put them in a real tough position because, sure enough, Georgia capitalized, scored again. And Georgia, their three touchdowns that they got in the second half, two of them came boom, boom, real quick. And that second one was potentially due to the decision. Um, uh, South Carolina kick returner. 
That's pinning a lot on one, one guy's decision, but there it is, y'all. That decision that put them right up against their own goal line really hurt well, them. Well, for Georgia, this could be a potentially good thing if it helps to refocus their team. Um, so we'll see how that goes. This week, they've got Alabama-Birmingham at home for the fourth game in a row. <laughs> Texas struggled. Apparently, Wyoming is pretty good. Wyoming beat Texas Tech in overtime earlier this year, so they're not bad. They were undefeated until Texas beat them. Uh, Texas yeah. fans are pretty up in arms. They're they're saying, "Well, I guess we're we're done here. We're not going to do as do that well the rest of the year." And I'm like, uh, "Y'all aren't done yet." Yeah, you Florida know. State. They had a two point win at Boston College. I'm not incredibly surprised that it was a tough game for them. Boston College is a more physical team than people know. There was like a tropical storm running off the coast there. It's kind of a windy gray day a long ways away. And sometimes those games just get kind of hard to win. Michigan's been kind of, you know, piddling around. Penn State sort of let Illinois hang around in their game. But look, y'all, it's hard to win college football games. Lou Holtz once made this point when someone when he was at Notre Dame and they had either beaten or lost or barely beaten someone they should have beaten badly. And he reminded everyone that the other team has scholarship players too. And that those guys also want to win the game. It's, it's hard to win them all. You're not going to be having your A game every week. Congrats to the teams at the top, though. They found ways to win. And well, that's ultimately at the end of the day what matters. By the way, I don't know how it works as far as the transfer portal, but I do know what's happening. Players that are not getting play time or not getting favorable play time are saying, hey, I'm going to go somewhere else where they let me play. And it is evening the field just a little bit. Some of the smaller schools that you thought would be a pushover. This year, it's been time and time again, they've been hanging. That's an so, interesting take because there's been a worry that what would happen is if you were a good player at a small team, you'll end up transferring to a title contender. There's only so many starter spots though on those right, teams. Right, you got 22 spots you can start <clears throat> on any team. Seems to me these guys are wanting to play, so they're going to go somewhere where they at least get the spotlight. Okay, interesting take. Let's take a look at what's on deck for this week. You've got an undefeated Rutgers playing at Michigan. I think this is the last game that Harbaugh's been suspended. I really don't even know what that was over. I feel like it was over nothing, but he's been forced to not be at the games. Rutgers is going to pick up their first loss. Michigan's offense is not very dynamic so far, but their defense is good. This is probably a game that Michigan wins like 28 to 14. Okay. Okay, so huge game in the ACC. Florida State visits Clemson for a noon kickoff. I think Florida State has some seeds of doubt after last week. They felt invincible before that. I'm kind of glad they have those seeds of doubt, but make no mistake, this is a team that went out and really punched LSU in the mouth, and they are good. They are good. Clemson's going to have their hands full, and Clemson has no answer at kicker right now. That worries me in a game that could potentially be close. That should be enough to lose the game. Should. Don't count Clemson out, though. They could definitely somehow win. Clemson actually brought a former backup kicker back onto the team. He's enrolled in grad school at Clemson. He was just taking graduate classes and not on the team at the moment. They just put him back on the team this week. <laughs> Got to do something. Yeah, I think that, that our kicker is on his last try. I think if he misses again, he's yanked. Well, yeah, even if we don't have the leg as far as the distance or whatever, we need something more consistent, more trustworthy. This has uh, been stinking it up on the kicks. Robert Gunn, I think is his name. 
Sorry if his mom's listening. I think here's the key for Clemson. Clemson's going to have to contain Jordan Travis, the quarterback for Florida State, who honestly, I don't see him throw that many pocket passes. He likes to roll around and keep his eyes downfield. And if nothing's there, he likes to run it. The Clemson defensive line really has to keep him in the pocket. The DBs at Clemson have done a good job this year of not really allowing passes. They're not getting burned all over the field. Pretty good at pass defense, but where Clemson has a problem is if the rush goes around the quarterback and the quarterback steps up and runs a la Duke, then that's a problem for for Clemson. The defense can't allow that against Florida State. Again, I give the probably to Florida State, but I give the you better look out because it's upset alert. Clemson might do it. Florida State opened as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's probably about right. It's going to be a tight game. It's tough at Death Valley for opposing teams. And Clemson will be loud even at noon and ready to play. So if, if things go well for Clemson early on, then I see that game could really roll Clemson's way. So I'm hopeful for Clemson to win, but I, you know, it'd be hard to pick it. Number 16, Oklahoma is at Cincinnati. I mention it because Oklahoma, they're not rising up in the ranks too quickly. Like you said, it's kind of a quiet attack or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They might be good this year. If they continue to win, obviously, in Texas, too, that Red River uh, shootout is going to be something to see. Oklahoma somehow has remained under the national radar, and yet they have been smashing people. And I I think they're going to beat Cincinnati on the road and continue to to climb. I'm surprised they're only 16th. Looking down a little further, next one that I see is Colorado, Oregon. Everybody's got their eyes on Colorado. Uh, Colorado squeaked out a win this last week. I didn't stay up and watch the whole game. Watched a little bit. Saw that interception that keeps getting replayed on social media and small clips. That was pretty impressive. But they certainly did not dominate Colorado State. They did win in two overtimes. Here's the deal for Colorado. Congratulations on your experiment working out with Dion and the fact that you have won three games to start the year. However, they have not gotten into the hard part of their schedule, and that's about to start happening with this week at Oregon, and the losses are going to come. I mean, I'm not saying that this isn't even a bad long-term hire, but I am saying he's not. Dion's not going to walk in there and be in the college football playoff in year one, and some people have even been throwing that out there, and that's ridiculous. They're going to lose to Oregon. <laughs> they're going to lose to Southern Cal. They're going to lose to Utah, and they're going to lose somewhere else in there, and you know, they might end up with six or seven wins this year, but they're not ready to win the whole conference or something. I, I don't think. Quarterback Shadur Sanders still was throwing some lasers. I saw a couple before I went to bed. Oh, yeah, they've got some very athletic players. I mean, Dion's kids are super athletic like their dad, and they're, they're very good. To me, and it's people are saying whether it was or was not, to me it was a dirty hit on Hunter, and the play was kind of over. Yeah, yeah, it was a little dirty. You, you kind of see that in rivalry-type games, though, you know, where teams will push the limits a little bit. It's UCLA at Utah. It's number 22, UCLA at 11, Utah. I pick Utah, especially at home. They're good, and they play physically unlike the rest of the Pac-12. <laughs> this is crazy because Ole Miss at Alabama, we keep talking about Ole Miss, and there they are, ranked 15th and Alabama 13th. Well, for everything that's happened for Alabama and how bad they feel this year, still everything is technically on the table for them. Nothing is off the table, including a national title, an SEC title, and everything else. But if they don't win this week, that'll change. That'll change. That's it. I believe Alabama wins. Now, we'll see. Next game, Duke at UConn. Mention that because, well, they beat Clemson. <laughs> but, yeah, 
they do have a solid team. They're just ranked 18th. Yeah, it's pretty high for Duke. It uh, is pretty high. You, you know, they've earned it. They have earned it. Right. That's the thing. Uh, so many people will discredit Duke, yet they're pretty good, y'all. They're actually a senior heavy team, and they're pretty good. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not going to win the ACC. But they are going to beat UConn on the road. They are going to beat UConn, and they are going to win eight or nine games this year. Then you got Miami at Temple. Miami rolls. Yeah, Miami's good too. They're going to. This is Miami's first road game, so that's a little bit interesting. These are old Big East. I'm not going to say they don't struggle because this year everybody seems to be struggling everywhere you look almost. But yeah, uh, Miami wins. Syracuse is still unbeaten. I mentioned that because they'll be Clemson's next opponent after Florida State. They've got Army this week. I think Syracuse will remain unbeaten. It is at Syracuse with Army. Auburn, Texas at Texas A&M. Battle for third place or something. <laughs> within the SEC. Yeah. And I don't – anyway, that's if they still had divisions. I want to give it – they do it this year. I'm going to give Texas A&M the win at home. They're pretty good at College Station. Hey. SMU has been playing pretty well this year. They've given Oklahoma their closest game, and they are at their crosstown rival, Texas Christian. What do you think about that one? I'm going to say SMU, man. Yeah, I, TCU <laughs> doesn't seem to have it. They don't seem to have it this year. They've lost it. Uh, their quarterback and probably some linemen were holding them together last year for their push to the championship. Yeah, I think a bunch of guys are, are gone from that team, and it's apparent. Although their defensive strategy is still there, which is also a problem. Oh, no. A chance for Nebraska to get a second win. Louisiana Tech comes to town. Could do it. Maryland at Michigan State. Michigan State's reeling, firing their coach. Maryland's no good either. That's going to be a dud. Boston College at Louisville. Louisville's unbeaten. They just beat Indiana last week. I say Louisville continues to win. Get your Papa John's pizzas. Tennessee gets some reprieve from that butt kicking they took from the Gators. They really got devoured. But um, UT San Antonio will be at Tennessee to lose. <laughs> yeah, I do like the uh, the hound dog that Tennessee has on the sideline. Well, I like the roadrunner that UT San Antonio has. Well, <laughs> that's fair too. Meep, meep. Hey, Oklahoma State got dogged by uh, South Alabama from the Sun Belt. I mean, dogged at home. <laughs> like, y'all might not have noticed that in all the other scores of the weekend, but I mean, that got embarrassed. It was like 37. <laughs> it was bad. They're at Iowa State. I'm going to say Iowa State after that debacle. Arkansas at LSU. Ooh. Man, LSU still ranked 12th. Hmm, okay. Yeah, the Battle well, of the Boot. Arkansas on top of Louisiana, and it kind of together. I've seen bits and pieces of Arkansas games this year. They'll put some plays together. I'm not saying they'll win, but they'll put some plays together. <laughs> they lost to Brigham Young last week, and now they're going to follow that up with a road loss at Baton Rouge. Oregon State. Uh, operator, which... Oregon State at Washington State. Sorry, DJ. Uh, for those who weren't paying close attention, they're like, hey, look, DJ's still undefeated. He was 14 out of 30 with two interceptions last week, but they still won despite that. He did throw a touchdown and run one. So, But this week, they're at Washington State. That's probably going to be a Washington State victory. Hey, 7 p.m. on Fox, and everyone with an antenna can watch that game. You know what? This is the Pac-2. <laughs> they're the only two teams left in the Pac-12 next year. So this is it. The Pac-2. Who <laughs> will be better? <laughs> 
I'm going to mention it. Number three, Texas at Baylor. Texas should win. Baylor put up a fight against Utah, which we mentioned. Baylor looks like a team that can't find their correct medication. <laughs> so I think Texas is going to go right up the road a couple hours and, and win in Waco. Appalachian State at Wyoming. Yeah. As good as Wyoming played Texas and as good as Appalachian State played North Carolina. And who did they have this week? Past week? Uh, they just beat East Carolina this past week. Um, yeah. It would be a really that good match. Good game, yeah. If I lived out in Wyoming, I would want to watch that. And tickets it's are on CBS $20. Sports Nation. Is that what the S in Sports mean? Network? And I think that might be an online subscription thing. I'm not sure. Okay, because on proper CBS, it's Iowa at Penn State. Yes, so that is a matchup of ranked opponents, probably in for a big defensive game there. That's probably like a uh, 17 to 20 game. I say Penn State wins it. Yeah, number seven, Penn State does win. Same time on NBC, Ohio State at Notre Dame. You reckon anyone will tune into that game? <laughs> um, so probably about 10 million people will be watching that game. Ohio State's tricky because they kind of look like they sucked, and then this past week they played a little bit better. It's not that I watched the game. Bill's in all of the ticket prices from four fifty-eight. That'd be the cheapest ticket you could get. $458 but, the cheapest uh, ticket. Notre yeah. Dame. Great. I hope wins. Uh, we'll see if they do. They are capable of winning. So well, I'll throw that out there. You know, I've been on the Notre Dame train this year. Not that I'm a fan of theirs, but I just think they're really good. I think they're going to win. I believe in Sam Hartman as the quarterback, and I Notre Dame's line solid. Their running backs are solid. I don't know that their defensive backs, well, they haven't been tested like Ohio State will test them. So I'm not sure how they'll do, but I think Notre Dame can keep up points wise. You got to think whoever wins that game's all of a sudden in the top four. Honestly, probably should be one Some, or two. Because after, someone in the know. top four will probably mess around and fall out anyway. I hope it's not Texas. I hope it's Florida State. (laughs) (laughs) North Carolina at Pittsburgh. You were talking about the toughness of Pittsburgh. Well, it's not going to hold up. North Carolina is going to tap. At the beginning of the year, if you go back to our very first episode preseason, this was the first loss I called for North Carolina. However, at this moment, it looks like Pittsburgh doesn't have an offense. And so I'm going to say I'm going to change that to North Carolina wins. It's not a tough change. Yeah, I'm going to say, obviously, North Carolina wins. Yeah. Hey. Always room for miracle, Pittsburgh. Mississippi Mississippi State State. at South Carolina. As bad as it's kind of gone for South Carolina, they're not going to give up. They'll have some fight left in them. They'll win. They will. The fans will be ready at home. I think that they'll actually be a little bit encouraged by the way that they looked against Georgia. I mean, they looked a lot better than they did against North Carolina. I think they're going to show up and pull their team to a victory there. USC at Arizona State. I'm still not on the USC train, uh, Southern Cal. I watched them play Stanford one night, and their offense is definitively explosive. Maybe the most explosive offense in the country. I'm not sure, but they're in contention for that. However, defense, I don't know, but Arizona State's not going to have enough to stop them. So Southern Cal will win that. Look at Southern Cal. When do they actually play someone? Pull their whole schedule up. Well, they play Colorado the next week at Colorado. <laughs> okay, we'll let that count. Then they, they play Notre Dame Ooh. two weeks after that. Yeah, October 14th with Notre Dame at Notre Dame. So yeah. we'll we'll find out about all Southern Cal. At then that they point. have Utah. They have Cal, who I guess is not doing as well because they're not ranked. Yeah. You've got Washington. who's Ooh, they end the year with Washington, Oregon, and UCLA. Yeah, that's around. my whole point. Yeah. So we'll find out. If they keep their ranking, they've definitely earned it. Yeah, at that point, after getting through 
Notre Dame, Utah, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. So the second half of their season is pretty packed. Got to wait a couple weeks till they play Colorado to just kind of see what's going on. That is a game that will have a ton of points. I don't know what they're going to set the over-under at on that. It's going to be a lot. Should be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just but, go ahead and bet the over, whatever it is. <laughs> when they walk out and tell you the over is 102, he's too bad no, but if it's, <laughs> if it's 80, though. Y'all, we got some good games this week. Noon, ABC, you got Florida State, Clemson, the 3.30 time slot, Ole Miss in Alabama, or Colorado in Oregon. And then at night, you're going to get the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. So. And Texas at Baylor on ABC. Hook them horns. Well, that's week four. Yeah. Com- comment. Come back at us. Like, Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're right. Mm. By the way, we've been doing pretty good on our picks, so I'm not saying we're perfect, but it'd be interesting to go back and see how well we've done. I think we've done pretty good. Um, UNLV, will they keep the win streak alive at El Paso? What's Hawaii doing? Yeah, they, yeah, uh, hey, yeah. New Mexico State is at Hawaii. Hawaii for the win on that. That's actually the late game. That starts at midnight. <laughs> so, <laughs> no coverage. <laughs> no coverage. <laughs> You may be able to get it on audio if you go to like Hawaii's website or something. Whatever that may be. <laughs> I, be I bet you can get it streaming on audio. Is Albany in the mix there? Or are they not? I don't even know. Yeah, our poor Albany Great Danes. Well, we're giving them coverage just by mentioning them and we're telling everyone to go look them up. Nichols so at Tulane, $3 ticket. That's cheaper than your local high school game. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, that is. Uh, by the way, Minnesota didn't this year, uh, last week. Nope. They got North Carolina, just like the rest of the Big Ten. Uh, most of the rest. Rutgers did beat Virginia Tech, but Syracuse beat Purdue, and Duke beat Northwestern, and uh, Louisville over Indiana. So, uh, tough luck, B1G Conference. You're the ACC's dog, just like the SEC. Ooh. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.